you guys my air conditioning is broken and so like my landlord has me on like a chat group with like 50 air conditioning people oh my god i have gosh. every window in the house open my cat's loving it i'm not <laughs> smell like sweat i hate it embrace your inner cat yeah he's like jumping from window to window oh i'm not <laughs> you're not as excited on that note Welcome back, everybody. If you are following our conversation from the last two episodes, we are continuing the conversation here about professionalism and all the aspects that go with it. Also, it's Margot Harji and Lean in the continuing the conversation if you didn't listen to the other two episodes, but <laughs> go back and listen to them. Um, one thing that I think is a big part of our professional life in this generation, I remember going first day of medical school, we had this exact same lecture is be careful what you put on social media. Be careful how you present yourself on social media and all these things, right? I don't know. Social media has absolutely uprooted and flipped over and crushed professionalism in all sorts of ways. But it's kind of interesting because it's like that's part of your personal life. And a big part of professionalism is to keep your personal life out of the professional workplace. But yet your employers and colleagues have all the right to use everything you put on social media against you. I don't know. Super strange. No, it's it's so true, Lean. Um, I remember when I was applying for medical school and one of the things I was so worried about was making my Facebook and whatever social media I had at that time, quote unquote, professional and only having professional pictures. And like you can't show certain aspects of your life and you have to like make it private and how stressful that was. But also it's like that's a part of our own personal lives that we should be able to express and that our employers and applications should not use, I think, in their policy for accepting people, right? I don't know how you guys feel about that, but like I think it's kind of a violation. I agree. And I also was going to say, Margo, it's so interesting because there are certain things people will post and talk about that are so harmful. And those things are always overlooked. Honestly, the biggest issue with professionalism is we are hiding who we are. If it was just okay to be exactly who we were in the world everywhere in every space, it wouldn't be so hard. But we're trying to fit a mold. We're trying to fit a box. So if social media is just an extension of who you are, why is it such a big issue? Right. And honestly, it isn't actually such a big issue until you piss somebody off. And especially if you piss somebody who is in a position of power. Like if you at all question either the rules that were created by that or the enforcers of the rules, then again, you're punished using your social media. Yeah. And I think a, a perfect example of that is what you brought up towards the end of last episode was the people who were showing what they were wearing going to the beach or to the pool in their swimwear and then got flack for it and an article written about how it was not professional to post these things as if 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 it had been like did they say anything about men or mass presenting people who were wearing their swimwear posting on no. because when you go on vacation or you're doing your summer thing at the pool you're going to share that on social media you're wearing swimwear like right. obviously i'm going to swim in swimwear like what else am i going to swim in right and it's just this idea of like oh you shouldn't show that part of your life then because it's not professional but like no that's not how it works yeah it's not my problem you're sexualizing my body right like exactly. it's not my problem like I was just thinking about in general about social media what is the other thing that people really get annoyed about is putting anything political right and if you will go listen to our last topic about labor movements you cannot not be political in this world it's just not possible 
possible. It's not 100%. possible. Even if you don't want to, you're like sucked into being a political person. And then if those politics don't match what the institution, it's like, no, I'm not representing the institution. I have a job of being a doctor, of being a healer. And I am working for my people. I'm not working for an entity, mm-hmm. even though I have to work for an entity because that's how the world works. But like, it really goes into all of these different areas when we think about professionalism and social media. So is it like professionalism? Let me tell you what to think. Let me tell you what your politics are. Let me tell you what your blah, 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 blah is, right? It gets really frustrating. No, it's so frustrating. And I think they want to believe that they have a quote unquote neutral stance, right? And they want their the branding and the imaging of their employees to be neutral. But by being neutral, you are siding with the status quo. It means you're okay with what's going on. And if that is not the case with you as an individual and you want to share against the status quo is when it becomes problematic for the institution because you're disrupting that. And that is still being political, whether they think they're not. They only want you as a token. Exactly. You're their token until you're not. (laughs) Until you're problematic. That's so true. Yeah, but we all are problematic because the world isn't like we all have things that we think and you cannot no longer. I hope one thing that our listeners get out of this conversation is Again, when you see the word professionalism either sent you to you on an email or said to you, really think about that. Think about why that word is being used for you, right? Is it being used because people actually care about what you're saying or is it being used because people want to intimidate you? Mm -hmm. And you know what? That is unprofessional. That is unprofessional. It's usually the people who use that word that are unprofessional. I can truly say that unless they really understand what it means to be a professional, which I think that we can talk about what our own definitions of professionalism is. But I see that utilized so much on social media. By the way, did you guys, I just had a story that I wanted to share. Did you guys um, hear anything about the Dartmouth cheating scandal? No, no. Can I share this? Because I think it it really ties in well with this um, topic. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't aware, there was a Dartmouth cheating scandal. So you know how everyone switched into virtual learning because of um, the pandemic? So what ended up happening is some faculty like suspected that students were cheating on an online exam. And they considered anyone who were logged into multiple devices as cheaters, like automatically, right? Like it wasn't even a question, like they cheated. So 20 Giselle students were basically in a statement accused of cheating. And they were given two days or less than 48 hours to prepare their defense. (laughs) Imagine this getting like it's a whole like corporal punishment in the school. Right. So they had like 48 hours to prepare their defense. So what ends up happening is a lot of students go to social media. Right. They're posting like this is what they're doing. And so then Giselle creates a social media policy uh, basically to say that silence them. (laughs) 
Yeah, right. But listen to this. They backdate the social media policy, right? So it's put into effect one day, but then they backdate it. So then those people also, basically, they're being silenced. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So then the students have like less than two minutes to basically present their defense, right? And some of them like did come to social media and basically were like, we were coerced. Like the dean basically said, if you don't, you'll get a smaller punishment (laughs) oh my god like just imagine this we're going to med school you get a smaller punishment like this is what they do in like you know in war and like the police does you'll get a smaller punishment if you just fess up or just like admit guilt right I think like two students or like three students actually got expelled the people who were on social media are still getting in trouble for what they did basically it's like don't talk about our institution badly and it's like okay so this is what I'm saying going back to my first story remember like let's present our family being like all put together but in reality everyone's like we're hurting there's a lot of pain a lot of abuse it's like nah we ain't about that life anymore y'all and and that's where I think our collective voices can be so powerful on social media and why they try so hard to silence and censor and prevent it from getting out of control in the first place, because there is so much power in it. There and is. I encourage everyone to continue to use it as their voice. A hundred percent. And I think we've also struggled with this as a bundle of hers, because there's things that the four of us believe in, but we've always had to have conversations like, oh, should we post about this? Should we talk about this? But it's like, no, this is what we believe. So we should. And I think I'm really grateful that I'm a part of this podcast because it's given me the confidence to use my voice because it's one thing we encourage everyone to do. And it has also allowed me to grow as a person. Like I always say, question what people say when they use the word, are you being professional or that behavior is professional or that behavior is not professional. Think about it. Think about if it's really you being disrespectful or was it just you did something that wasn't in line with what they wanted? 100%. I don't know. I think in an age where a lot of our primary sources come from firsthand media or social media experiences and posts. And then at the same time, I remember one time in medical school, one of our lecturers said, if you post something, we will definitely know about it. You know, how are you supposed to be inclusive of all cultures, backgrounds and everything for our patients? And that's why you're trying to bring us into medicine so that we can be able to connect with those patients, but then try to subdue us into a very uniform way of thinking. And at the same time, they're claiming they want more, quote unquote, diversity in their institution. (laughs) Right. I don't know. And I think for a field that is super embedded in evidence-based medicine, and we base everything off statistics and numbers, and that's what we give our patients. I mean, this is another thing of evidence, right? And it's like, why are you trying to subdue voices like that? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. So I think it will be relevant for us to share our own definitions or, or, or how professionalism, we like professionalism to change in these sort of characteristics that were outlined in the beginning um, as harmful, sexist, racist, any of the ists, and share what we feel professionalism should be defined by. Yeah, I think that like I've kind of alluded to it throughout these three episodes. But for me, professionalism is really about respect. It's about respecting the space that you're in, respecting the people that are in that space, even if their views are different than yours. 
And no matter what space that is, may it be a friendship, you know, in the workplace, working with your patients, it's really about respect. And then it goes into the definition of what respect is. And I think respect is really honoring your own story and also the story of the person in front of you actually honoring that interaction that you're having together with a person. That's where I think that seeing your patients and talking to them in a way that they understand you is professional. If I'm working on a group project with my friends, but also it's for work, we all should work on it together and use our strengths, right? That's professional. The way that I speak to another human in, again, honoring who they are, that's professional. That's what professionalism is to me. I agree with those definitions. And I would add that you should be yourself, bring your identities unapologetically to the table. And while respecting others, you still get to shine and be yourself. And that includes wearing what makes you comfortable, being an introvert or an extrovert, getting to express your preferences for the way you like to work, whether that's quietly in a office without distractions or together with a lot of people talking, that you get to be and express who you are. Yeah. And I think in a perfect world, being insightful could be added into the field of being professional or you can understand others. Don't be quick. Just assume things. Right. Maybe they're acting this way for a certain reason. How can I help? What do I see? What do I, you know, use your senses. hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, it, it really is. It's about the understanding. With that comes inclusivity and learning about cultural differences or even like psychological preferences, like introvert versus extrovert and things like that. Like being insightful and mindful of all of those things of your colleagues and who's around you. It's so truly. I feel like I really hope that we live in a world where everyone sees professionalism that way and professionalism isn't used to keep people suppressed or silenced. But unfortunately, that is the way professionalism is utilized in most institutions that exist here in this country because I only have the experience of this country, right? I hope again, with this conversation, everyone is again, going to question when that word comes up, if it's really being utilized in a way that is about that word, rather than everything else that comes along with the utilization of that word. And I would also add that your professionalism includes not buying into elitism and believing that because you have a certain title or position, you're better or at a different level than someone you are working with at whatever different position they may have in your institution or in our case, your patients. And that comes back to your respect piece too, Harji, not buying into the hierarchy of oppression that has fueled these stereotypical definitions and expectations of professionalism. Yeah. I think that's beautifully said. (laughs) With that, Let's wrap up this topic. So I hope you all joined us as we spoke about professionalism. And I hope you all continue to question that word when it comes up. Thank you so much for listening to us. We are so grateful that you uh, tune in, listen to our words, and also share yours. Please share yours. Um, You can find us on social media at Bundle of Hers. And please listen to our podcast on all podcast platforms. Until next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.